This episode of the PB&J Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you something. It's free. They give you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. And here's the best part. You can start earning money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Okay, it's everything you need to make a podcast right in one place. Only thing you got to do is go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, now let's get to it. It's the it's P, B, B, and J, J, Yeah, yeah, you know what it is. Episode number, what is this? Number eleven now. Um, I'm one of your hosts, P. Yeah, what's up? This is uh, B. It was cracking. It's your boy Jay. And you know, as always, we are the PB and J podcast. Welcome, number eleven. Like I said, um, oh, wait, wait, Pete, my fault. I, I don't mean to cut you off, my brother. <laughs> on the intro specifically, what happened to Young Gifted, though? Yeah, that's <laughs> what. Listen, Young Gifted go? this is two weeks in a row, dog, that you haven't <laughs> put the Young Gifted on there, man. Two weeks in a row, bro. Well, who am yeah. I dealing with here, yo? What happened? Y'all right? Y'all right? Y'all right? Y'all right. <laughs> I'm give my mojo back. Yeah, know? man. I was I, I noticed that last week. I was like, wait, he didn't put that in there. And now that you, you just brought it up again, I'm like, I was, oh, I'll say it. Wait, I'll is, say it. Is, is, is this going to be the new intro now? <laughs> we going back. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, man, this is episode number eleven. I do actually want to, you know, um, I just want to say before we start off and say anything, man. I want to say, you know, um. To Breonna Taylor's mom and her family, man, keep your head up, yo. Yes. Keep your head up. Um, we didn't get the justice that we deserved, that she deserved, but we will, you know, shit's going to change, man. You got to keep staying positive. Hopefully they don't burn that city to the ground, but, you know, I, I just I just want to say I'm sorry to their family because that shit is fucked up, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's real fucked up what happened. So um, to her family, man, please keep your head up and, and keep pushing. And, and know that we all out here supporting you, you know what I mean? And we going to, you know, keep her legacy alive in the best way possible as we all persevere on the endeavor of, you know, equalizing this playing field. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, because it's, it's it's sad. And I, I think LeBron put, put out a tweet that that definitely, I you know, echoes my sentiment personally, which was something to the effect of, uh, you know, he, he's sad about it, but he's not surprised. Mm. So, right. Right, I think right. it was LeBron. I don't want to misquote, but it was somebody in the NBA. I'm pretty sure. That sounded, that sounded right. Like that's that's exactly the, the the thing, man. Like we are all sad, and I'm I'm pretty sure none of us are surprised about it. And that's the thing that needs to change. This is a, this is a, something that needs to appall everybody. Everybody, every right? Nah, yeah. you get the head, the nail on the head on that one, man. This it's crazy that we that we're not surprised though. That's that you know that's the fucked up part for me because it's like that's what I'm saying. You know yeah. we we we're still out here hoping and wishing and praying that you know justice is gonna get served and we all kind of feel in the back of our mind like you said Jay that like we all kind of knew that this was gonna happen. So you know that's the fucked up part. Hopefully you know if anyone doesn't know what systemic racism looks like, man, that's there it is. You know yeah. there yeah. it is. So um, hey, one thing I would say, Pete, real quick. Um, you know, Jalen Rose was talking about it in the middle of the games, and he was like, yo, we might not see the change. We're probably not going to see the change. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that 
while it's like a hard thing to really think about, I think we have to start to come to terms with that. Mm. Think about, you know, the first generations of black people who were slaves. Mm. I mean, think about what their thought of justice was and what we're living now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right now, they would, you know, give to be where now you're talking 400, 500 down the line. So, you know, we just got to do our part to keep moving towards the goal. You know what I'm saying? We can't let the progress go backwards, but you also have to understand that there's a good chance that you're not going to see what you would want to, you know, picture as ideal justice, you know, the complete breakdown of white supremacy, all that, you know, it took a long time to be built. So it's going to take a long time to be, uh, dismantled. So uh, we, we just got to do our part. Yeah, those that's that's, that's facts, man. Those are facts right there. Um, yeah. So you know, with that being said, man, uh, you got to talk about this story that just never seems to go away. <laughs> this this story is just. I mean, you would think that we would have gotten some kind of resolution or, or or you know the the base of what happened. Like I'm I'm so I don't even know what happened anymore. Like and. If anyone's followed us, we're talking about Tory Lanez and we're talking about Megan Thee Stallion. We're talking about, you know, uh, what happened that night. And we, we did an episode where Megan responded and basically called out Tory saying that he did it. Now this, this nigga comes out with an album and basically has like a whole album dissing Megan Thee Stallion, dog. And it's like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, this is the craziest story, I think, so of the year. I mean, other than Corona. This is the craziest story of the year, man. Um, what do you got? Do you have y'all thoughts changed? Because I, I kind of, I feel conflicted at this point. I feel no. like we don't know. It's just more confusing. Let me tell you something. I'm not more conflicted. I have no thoughts on his project. I haven't listened to one piece of music. I don't care what he got to say. Like, let's, 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 like. I know that everybody wants to say, like, well, not everybody, but there's dudes out there talking about, yo, listen to both sides. You don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. But let's, 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 let's be real, right? Your mother is in the car with three other people. One is her homegirl and two dudes that she kind of cool with. One dude gets out as your mom's is walking away and he shoots her in the feet. Your mom's tells you, yo, he shot me in the feet. This dude gets a charge for a gun. The other dude is his security who's supposed to have, you know what I mean, heat on him, right? He's supposed to be the one who's licensed for all that. Mm-hmm. He takes the charge, the artist, the and your mom told you, yo, he shot the feet. Are you going to feel conflicted? Do you think that, oh, I got to hear both sides? No. If you would put that same energy, if it was your mom, there's no difference with it being Megan. Mm-hmm. You got to believe her when she said, yo, I know who shot me. Mm-hmm. And the, the um, close to, you know, sources close to the story rep- reporting that um, he told her, oh, why don't you go dance? Mm-hmm. Like, dance for me. Mm-hmm. And got at her feet. That sounds like some corny stuff that he would probably say. <laughs> it sounds plausible. <laughs> And until I hear Megan say, yo, the security guard shot me, you know what I mean? I have no reason to believe otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. 
Big facts. Big facts. And I mean, it's 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 tough for me because I was a genuine fan of dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm saying it's tough for me, not necessarily with my morality, but for me as a fan of music. Right. You know I mean? Right. Because I feel like now I am deprived of a like a, a really dope artist because dude yeah. is talented as fuck. Like there's no you can't take that away from him no matter what he does. Right. You know what I mean? That being said, like there's a lot of other music that I, I could listen to. Every <laughs> I'm not, I'm not really that that much of a loss for it um, when it comes down to you know deciding whether or not to support somebody who it goes beyond domestic violence. Mm, like this, it does. Like it's domestic violence, which is sucker shit on one level, but this is like a whole nother level of of suckerness mm. that I that I've not really ever been able to bear witness to for myself or even really heard of like I've right. never heard of a nigga <laughs> pulling out the strap and banging on a chick like I didn't I didn't seen some crazy shit I didn't heard of some crazy shit but like and, and you know and then the way he's coming out with it too it doesn't sound like and once again I haven't listened to the project and because I have a, as a moral objector mm. I just can't support somebody I feel like he's now in the same pile with you know somebody else who I I prefer to not name my type of my ability, <laughs> you know, my disability to support them. But yeah, I, like ain't nobody just like people are, are people are are curious because it's entertainment for them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So of course everybody's nosy wants to get the story. But dog, like as a human being, like you're not really finna get no real niggas on your side. Like you're not really getting no solid human beings with a, a strong morality and ethical standard mm. that's really support you at this point i so mean that, shit he's he's beefing with 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 everybody at this point i mean he's beefing with rick ross he's beefing with jr smith and everybody is saying the same thing it's like nigga, like whether you shot at her or whether you didn't shot shoot at her the whole fact that you basically are taking this 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 whole incident and trying to opt like capitalize off of it you know you telling people you're gonna you're gonna talk about what happened and then you're dropping the album like it's just all sucker shit man and and i think everybody's seeing that and and it sucks because i wasn't i mean i'm not a tory lane's fan so but i'm gonna I'm trust you in terms of you saying that he had talent if he had talent it sucks because you just wasted that shit no one's gonna fuck with you like that now. Whether you whether you answer the question on the album or not, like your whole career is pretty much over because you didn't you decided to do some some straight sucker shit, dog. Like and it goes beyond it goes beyond. So I'm, I'm gonna cut you off, Pete. It, but it, it goes beyond um, just that the act in itself. Mm. It's also the aftermath, mm. like. There's no contrition. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, where have you apologized, my nigga? Like, right. publicly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, all you come in, you can, you can defend yourself all you want to and try to explain your actions, but there's never going to be an excuse for it. Right. And you nope. got to accept that shit when you do certain sucker shit mm. and just own up to it. But that's the point. And that's where you get to define yourself as a man. Because mm. everybody going to slip and do some dumb shit. Everybody going to slip and do something they don't want to do or want to be defined by. But how you rise from that and how you respond to that is really, you know, your true definition. Mm-hmm. And this nigga's just leaning in to the initial act with how it's playing out afterwards. Right. And so it's, it's like, what, what are people supposed to do? It's making know? them look more guilty than anything, dog. Yeah. Like, you look more, like, for you to come out and not apologize, whether you did it or not, to not make a statement 
and make an album out of this shit, nigga, you look guilty as fuck to me. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, to me, it's it's like you could see kind of the seeds of this when he was beefing with Drake. Like that was over some, you know, petty foolishness too. So you could kind of see that this was his character. And now for it to play out like this, it's like, man, you just exposing yourself who you are. Like, you know, it just is what it is at this point. Like you just, like Jay said, you just in that box now. Like, mm. I don't care how many, you know, metaphors you put together. I don't care how many, you know, riffs you put together. Like, dog, you a sucker. You always going to be a sucker. Like, I feel like I could make a, a diss record just saying that and it would blow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, like I said, it, it, it just, to me, it, it makes everything that, that Megan said that much more prominent. Like, in her video, she said, like, you know, you guys are trying to do a smear campaign, like him and his people. You know, I'm more nigga than you. Like, she's acting, she's she's more truthful. Than, like, she's a real nigga right now. She, she is coming off as a real nigga. Like, she told the truth. Mm-hmm. She's, she's not backing down from him. And it's like. Nigga, you sound and you're acting like a real bitch right now. Here we go again. You, I'm not even going to say you acting. Like, he is a real bitch right now. Like, there's nothing else I can say about it, dog. Like, just take the heat. Come out, admit that you were wrong. Because that's a lot better than what you're doing right now, in my opinion. But, you know. It's just, it's just hard to, to respect the moves, man. Mm. It's hard to respect the moves this dude is making. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's, 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 it's easy to disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what it leads towards. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly the road it leads to. So yeah. and again, like he eventually he he gonna he gonna have his damn court on top of all this, because all this is like a very superficial level when it comes to real life shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he can put all, all these songs he wants to and all that. Like you gonna have to defend yourself in court, bro. Mm-hmm. And the facts, the the few facts that we got out here, it ain't it looking like you want to start doing your push ups, right? You know what I'm right. Because he, he gonna be sitting down for for a little bit. Like I don't, he gonna have a dope lawyer, I'm sure, but he gonna have to sit down, bro. You're not walking away from that. And them niggas that's already locked up, they watching this shit. So depending on how you handle it, is gonna be determination of what you get treated like when you get in there. You, you you keep continuing to act like a bitch. Them niggas is gonna get you one way or the other, dog. So he better make niggas sing. Uh, huh? His bread, right? It's it's, it's crazy. It's, you know, some dudes paid to watch for him. Mm. It's crazy, what, what, dog. What but you say, what you say? I said he better stack his bread so that he could pay some dudes to watch his back. Something. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure he got bread stacks for that. But, I mean, I, mean I, don't know, I don't know what he got. I'm just saying that he better. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I feel you though. He, he, he gonna have to set aside a whole budget. And That's even cool. then, is that gonna make a difference? Like you said, like you know, it, yeah. like there's no respect in that, man. There's there's no respect in that. What what you did, there's like ain't no real nigga gonna respect that shit. No matter how much money you trying to pay me to protect your bitch ass, how can you respect that shit? But see, and here's where here's where I play devil's advocate with that because there's always a nigga who's gonna take that money. Exactly. And that's and that's the same way that certain there's certain motherfuckers out here that be on that gang shit mm. that really don't ain't about that life, mm. but then they be having to pay motherfuckers off and that's how they get that cosign. You right. Know what I'm Bread disappear, let that money line, like you know, what I'm saying fall short. Then you are gonna really see what's what, right. and you really do get to see what's what a lot of the time. Right, right. 
I mean, I just I like I said, I hope I hope this this story goes away um, because it's just like it's never ending, though. Like he has an album didn't I don't even know if he really even addresses it because I haven't listened to it. But, you know, I just I just hope this shit go away because he's just on some bitch ass shit, dog. like some, some real bitch ass shit. And it's just it's coming court, up. Go ahead, Jay. No, I was just gonna say I think it's court. They coming up um, next month, sometime end of, end of August, I want to say. Oh, see, here we here we go. What you what you gonna say, B? No, nah, I was gonna say. Um, no, nah, I mean he he said in the album what I've read. He said that he didn't do it, and um, that you know Megan's mom would want them to work it out and all this foolishness. Like, yo, I'm saying he invoking this woman's dead mother bro, to bro. say. Why not just come out and say that then? Bruh. Bruh. Um, well, I mean, there's all sorts of legal reasons why it's important to keep your mouth shut and shit, especially as a defendant. A lot of times, that's the purpose of getting a lawyer because it does, anything you say can be can be used against you. Mm. And they will twist that shit however the fuck they want to. So his best bet was to shut the fuck up until the shit blew over anyway. Yeah. But the fact that he's, the what he's doing, he, he's fucking up. But then to go that far, like, bro, mm. bro. That's that shit. That shit crazy, man. This <laughs> and didn't didn't her mother die last year? Yeah, she. I think she did. This, just die recently. I just, wonder if this nigga even met her to say some shit like that. I doubt it. I That's doubt crazy. It. That's I know crazy. it don't even matter. Here's here's the question, right? So here's the question I'm going to pose to y'all: Would this result be the same had it been a nigga that that he was beefing with? Like, if you shot at a nigga, would would he have taken this route? Doing songs and albums and all this other shit, or is it because it is a female that you decided to go this route? I think he most definitely would have been going. There. He would have been going fifty times more ham, dog. Because mm. it's like that. All that does, especially if he's not worried about the legal ramifications of the mm. shit, like all that does is boost his his little, you know, yeah. uh, perceived street cred and shit out here. You know what I'm saying? So like that, you know, that behavior celebrated on an entertainment level, anyways. Right. He would leave. I'm, I find it very I don't know this man but I find it very hard to believe uh, that he would do anything but lean full forehead into this shit <laughs> I just I don't know man this is it's so hard to believe it's so hard to, like this was the last option I thought he would ever take I thought maybe he would have come out with a video saying this is what happened or his side of the story but Trying to capitalize off all this shit, man. It's just it's mind blowing to me. Like that shit just is foul, dog. Like it's just foul to me. So let me tell me let me tell you what 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 the difference is. The difference is he would have never pulled out a piece on a man. That's the difference. Mm. He would have never pulled it. That's big facts right there, man. That's that's for sure. Because I mean, we we could talk about what he would have had done, but as you can see, he don't even move like that. Right. I'm not a person who moves like that, but right. I can see it. <laughs> You're supposed to be on the sideline with me, right? <laughs> That's, it's crazy, dog. I, just, I don't, I don't know, man. Boy, get your beard, cheer for the other niggas. You know what I'm <laughs> okay, it's okay. Like I said, hopefully, hopefully this shit go away soon. Hopefully, you know. We all realize Megan is 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 the OG in this shit because she acting like a real G right now. She's oh, she's okay. a real G, a real one. So I'm hoping he's get he's gonna get his just due. 
and 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 we can finally stop talking about this shit. This is like the third time we've talked about this shit. So, right, you know. and the crazy thing is, like, I can't, I can't, you know, fucking echo you enough when you call her a G dog. I think both was mentioned, but the audio might have got fucked up. But she was trying to hold the nigga down. From jump, bro. She was trying everything to not put this nigga on blast. Which, like, and we we already addressed that. But like, his dumb ass still can't see. Like, it's he, 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 look. He deserves everything that come his way. He way. should be saying thank you. Exactly. Where's that song? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he should be saying thank you, Megan. That should be the lead single. Crazy. Crazy. Appreciate you trying to keep me out of jail. Right. Right, you try to help a nigga. You know what? I salute, dog. That's that's G shit. I, Come on, man. Nah, can't nah. trust short niggas, like- man. Can't trust short niggas. These niggas be having that angry man syndrome, and that shit just be making you do all kinds of stupid shit, dog. I think that's what it is. This nigga just can't control his angry man syndrome shit. Dog. Shout out to the solid short dudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're a short dude and you don't uh, fall into I, that angry man shit, man, shout out to you because I don't. This this nigga making y'all look bad like a motherfucker right now. He he is making y'all look bad. Just him on the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Making all niggas look terrible. Um. Anyway, yeah. Enough. Enough with Tori and all, and all that bullshit. Um. Us being a podcast, I think we have to kind of talk on 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 this next story. I think Bud, you was the one who came up with that, so I know I knew a little bit about it because I heard certain bits and pieces. But let's fill us every everybody in with with what's going on with a popular podcast right now. All right. All right. So. Um, in terms of like music and entertainment podcasts, like I kind of came in with um, Joe Budden's podcast. So, um, you know, he just ended his uh, exclusive deal with Spotify. So he was in that deal um, with Spotify for two years. You know, they're doing two podcasts a week. Um, it was a real big deal at the time that it was signed. Um, I'm not sure that I don't think the details ever leaked, but you know, it's multi-million dollar deal. Um, what Joe's been talking about in the past couple episodes is the fact that now it's time for a renegotiation. Um, you know, they hit like every performance check mark that Spotify had laid out in their contract. Spotify really didn't live up to their end when it came to like all the bonuses and stuff that they were supposed to get. Um, but you know, they still took the high road. They still performed, you know, their piece of the contract. Then when it was time for renegotiation, what they wanted was access to the data. Like, well, how many, you know, people are we driving to your platform? How many people are, you know, using our subscription code to, you know, just subscribe, you know, because our podcast is here and this is where you can get it first. Like all that kind of like deep, and of course, there's much more that I'm not even privy to or, or aware of. But, you know, that kind of deep uh, analysis of the data that they were bringing in um, the, for the audience that they were bringing in, um, Spotify didn't want to split it. So, um, you know, pretty much from the time that they signed their deal, um, Spotify has acquired like a bunch of other podcasts. They've acquired um, uh, app for making podcasts. 
Um, so they've just like heavily invested in the podcast game. Um, now podcast is a multi-billion dollar uh, projected um, field. Uh-huh. Um, well, not projected. It is currently. So, um, you know, Joe was on it like, and, you know, the rest of them were just like, you know, we want to get our just due in this next deal, even though they don't even have access to all the data. Spotify wasn't with it. You know, they said, all right, boom, we, you know, we'll separate. Cool. Um, so part of um, what was going on was uh, Charlemagne, the God, if you don't know, he's a, a DJ for uh, the Breakfast Club, um, was coming in and kind of letting Joe know, like, hey, maybe y'all don't know how to negotiate your deals. Like, you know, we got stuff going on. Like, maybe if y'all were to negotiate better, like, you would get a better result. And, you know, Joe has kind of always been about owner ownership. So, you know, it's not that he just want to deal. He want to make sure that he's getting what he's owed. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause there's, you know, a big difference. If you want to take it to like a music term, you know, it's a big difference between as Pusha T, you a dude who signed to a dude who signed to a dude versus you Jay-Z and you own the label and you're only giving them a percentage of distribution. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's a big difference. So that, that being said, um, you know, Charlemagne threw his little shots or whatever. Then he announced that, you know, he's starting his own podcast network in collaboration with iHeartMedia. So they're splitting that 50 50. Um, and he's bringing on, you know, different black creators or whatever to do their own podcast. Um, about two weeks later, now that um, Joe's deal is done at Spotify, he announced he's got his own network coming out and they just dropped their first podcast, which is an all-female-led podcast um, that'll be coming out on their network. So, um, you know, I just wanted to bring this issue to the fore for us because, you know, we're in this space, you know, it's good for us to be aware of it. But, like, what I want to ask y'all is, like, how do y'all feel about, like, the ownership piece versus just simply just chasing a bag? Like, is it more important to just secure the paper at whatever cost or do you need to have that ownership of what you created? I mean, I always, this is the Nick Cannon situation all over again. Mm. You know, you. I mean, if you got something that the people want, if you got a product that the people want, you got to own that because... If you leave it in the hands of Spotify or whatever other company and they see that that formula works, they would find someone else to do your formula and take that whatever, you know, content you created away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I understand getting to get into the bag and, and, and helping yourself, whatever, man. But you also got to think that long term, like, you know, like, you know, if it does pop off and people want to hear or, or see this, I got to make sure that. We own that, right? You know? Right, and, like, and I, I feel you with that. And I think, I think, ideally, that's that's the end game. You know what I mean? But I think it also is dependent on what position you're coming from, because at, at the end of the day, negotiations are all about leverage. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're coming into it, and you don't really have no leverage like that. If all you have is that idea, then it takes it takes a really one a really strong will. You know what I'm saying? On top of the the you know the wherewithal and the intellect to know like what it is to really own your own shit and what's gonna be on the back end of that. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, it, it takes like you being in a position where you could 
you know, really comfortably or even uncomfortably, but like live with walking away from the biggest bag you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Some shit that is not necessarily guaranteed for you, but like you just believe in yourself and, you know, your uh, your intellectual property that much. But like it's it's a hard position because, I mean, as much as I want to say like, hell yeah, I, I will go to Joe Biden route. Like if somebody don't come to me today, <laughs> like today, right now, talking certain things, my mentality is going to be very different than, you know, maybe two, three years from now, like where we might get on our own. You know right. what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I can't really shit on nobody's, you know, agenda at the end of the day because because at the end of the day, they both making some really big power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you had said it like that too, Jay, because that's one thing Joe actually touched on was yo, I'm turning down more money than I've ever had in my life. You know, he's like, you know, I've never had 50 million. I've never had 30 million, mm-hmm. you know, and he wasn't saying what they was offering him, but clearly it was more than that. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's like, I've never had that, but I'm cool with walking away from it because I know we just added a billion dollars worth of value to Spotify. Mm-hmm. So if we just added that, I know I got to be worth more. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? But like you said, that's a strong will to stand on that when you're looking at like 30 million. Like, you know, listen, this is what episode 11. Yeah. I, I was just about to say that shit. Like, <laughs> I will think about it. Yeah. I was like, I was just about to say that shit. Like, if someone came to us and was like, yo, we give y'all 30 million, I would be like, listen, we need to have a talk. Nigga. Like, <laughs> you know, like collectively. What talking about is which, which line you signed on? Which my line? Exactly. Like I, I I I hear what you're saying now and it's like that shit is so hard to just have that much belief in yourself and have that much I guess willpower to 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 be standing on your own two feet making real fundamental decisions that's going to benefit you later on. Like it's hard to see that. But I mean cuz he cuz he's also looking at it like I'm trying to set the game up for everybody else too. Right. So you know what I mean like how like like LeBron will always take a max deal because he's like, if I don't take a max deal, then what does that say for the rest of the market? Mm. You know what I mean? You can't be Jason Tatum or whoever coming up saying, I want a max deal. They're like LeBron ain't got a max deal. Right. So you see what I'm saying? So he's trying to set the market. So he knows that if he doesn't take a short now, it's going to benefit everybody else in the long run too. Mm. So I think that's a that's an admirable stance, mm. but yo, you catch me on the wrong Wednesday, Thursday, dog. Thirty one, one, be looking. <laughs> and that and that's the thing too, because like we can't discredit the fact that LeBron and and I'm sure Joe Budden too are in very comfortable positions already. Mm. Oh, yeah, facts, you know? facts. Mm. Word. So it's tough, but I think either way, no matter what position you in, you got to have that 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 foresight to know what your end game is. So yeah. even if you got to take that deal where it's like, right, I'm not gonna own this shit the way I want to right now. Like you better be doing something with that bread that you that big ass bag that you just uh, got, mm. and put yourself in a position now to be the owner of the next thing that you create. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and put yourself so you're not really dependent on just one leg. Exactly, know? and that's and that's that was that was my thing. That I was gonna bring up like even though yes ideally you want to own it i also believe in myself so it's like yo if we came up with one dope thing we could come up with more dope things mm. you know 
saying? So it's like, even if you were to take a short on this deal, if you have five more behind it that mm. you fund, like you said, Jay, you know what I mean? You could make it work. You know what that's, I'm saying? That's that, uh, the Dave Chappelle dilemma. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, he bet on himself. Like, yeah, cool. You're going to offer me $50 million. I'm nah. I can earn that and much more because I'm Dave Chappelle. That's right. So, nah, I, I, I get that, man. That's, yeah. But it takes a, it takes a like like Jay said, man. It takes a real strong, strong willed individual yeah. to look past the here and now. Yeah. Yo, the 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 thing that you you bringing up Dave Chappelle just makes me think. Y'all remember how crazy people was talking about him when he turned down that money? And, and what's wild is now, as I reflect about it, it's like not only did he have the foresight to turn that bread down so he could put himself in a different position, but then also. People were talking about the fact that he went to Africa. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's not the, just oh, solely the fact that he turned out the money. It's like, oh, now this nigga want to go to Africa, spend mm. some time over there. Mm. Like, that's a bad thing. You mm. know what I'm saying? Which is bananas, yo. That's it's, just crazy. It's yo. crazy that you say that because I'm wondering, like, I'm sure of it. White guys, white business guys who've done that turned down this deal because they knew they had a bigger one coming. No one would ever say that they were crazy. No yeah. one would ever say like, "Oh, you lost your shit and you mm-hmm. had to go to Africa to regain." Like that wouldn't even be a conversation. No. But the fact that you know, I and it's funny because I relate this back to Breonna Taylor, right? So I had, I had, I was on Facebook the day that the ruling came out, and mm-hmm. I had said that you know the city of Louisville before the, even the decision came out, they were boarding up the you know downtown buildings and shit like that. So you basically telling us you already know what's going to happen. Yep. But the city of themselves kind of felt, I feel like they felt like, okay, we came to a settlement with the family. Mm-hmm. We're going to give them a little bit of money and that's going to shut them up. Mm-hmm. They're not going to want justice because they got their money. That's, you know, and, and it's almost like they feel like that's how, or that's what we want. Like that's the end game. If, right. As long as we get something out of it like this, then, you know, what you did is, yeah, it's fucked up, but we're going to be okay with it. And, and 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 it's it's not the right that it's just not the right mentality to have, man. Like I think black people as as a whole, we have to ha- own stuff. We have yeah. to own your masters, like we were talking about with Kanye. We have to own your ideas, your you know the platforms that you're on, the shows that you come up with, because that's the only way it's going to change the mentality. Yeah, that mentality yeah. will never change with, with you know how white people or or people in power are going to view us. Because we only looking for that bag, yeah. You know, and it, it also it also takes a strong like one. It just all doubles back. It's all like one big cycle. You know what I'm saying? Where it go, it it takes the will of the individual too to be able to walk that path. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I'm just thinking about like fans of the Black Life from last week. Um, you know, Maker Maker, mm. uh, uh yeah. Maker Maker Make Maker, mm. yeah, Maker Maker, yeah. And, um. And and it's like, you know, we need people, those individuals to be like, all right, now nah, I'm not going to sign with, you know, a major label, for instance, and I'm going to go sign with, um, like, I think like Steve Stout got like a different type of label situation where like you basically still own your masters or right. something. I know, some shit like that. Like, they're going to have to realize, like, I right, I'm going to be the one to take a chance right. and not go the traditional route. Like, there's going to have to be more risk takers out there mm-hmm. to, to really accomplish that too. Because, you know, it, it, 
it basically dissembles like the monopoly mm-hmm. that all these major labels, and that's just one particular industry we're talking about. But this concept is is you know widespread across everything. It, it, it's applicable for everything, mm-hmm. which is like if you take away the power of one and you know kind of distribute that, disseminate that amongst a bunch of people, then that empowers the people who are actually who are actually required to make those businesses run. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think like exactly what you're talking about. Like when it comes down to um, you know, what we want to see in terms of the change for black people in this country and across the world, like what it really comes down to is economic empowerment because, um, you know, like we're, we're protesting and we're in the streets and I love it. Right. But if this same amount of people said, Let's say, because I was thinking about this the other day, if you had uh, like 10 billionaires get together and say, all right, we're going to put together, you know, $100 million for this fund. Uh And all those people that's in the streets just said, we're not going to work for any white supremacist system. You know what I mean? We're just going to do our own thing. Well, you know code everything as a 501c3 so it's non-profit you're paying as little taxes as possible and you know what i mean you're buying land you're doing your thing and you're almost a self-contained system mm-hmm. you know and and if you know white folks want to you know deal with uh, deal with it you know then they got to come to us on our terms type mm-hmm. of thing like that type of thing is what really needs to happen but like everybody's so entrenched into looking out for themselves and their own interests. Like it's hard to get everybody to think on that type of scale, but it could be done. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the willpower. Right. I I mean, change on the scale that we want to see it until you start affecting the money like that. Right. Right. And when they say, yo, this is multi-billion dollar losses year over year over year. Yeah. Something's going to change. Right. Yeah, you gotta own. You gotta own, man, because they not they're not gonna invite you to that table. I mean, I'm, I'm looking like the Minnesota Timberwolves are up for sale, and right. and one of the groups is, is you know who's trying to buy it is headed by by Kevin Garnett. Like he's one of those people on there. Kevin Garnett, if anyone knows, if you don't know, is one of the maybe the greatest Minnesota Timberwolf of all time. That's not a question of all time. And and the guy who currently owns the team who's selling it has made billions off of Kevin Garnett's back. Yep. And what's crazy is is that you would think, you know, Kevin would be the perfect person to 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 sell the team to. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. Yep. They they they're rejecting his offer because they're going with somebody else's offer who was an all white group and and they don't want us at that table in the first place. So if you have that opportunity to own something, especially when something is an, is is a a movement the way Joe Budden's podcast is or the Minnesota Timberwolves are, if you have an opportunity to own it, you got to do it. Cuz that's, right. that's the only like you said, that's the only way things are going to start to actually really change. Mhm. So, you know, I shout out to Joe Button, man. You know, shout out to Joe Button to have the foresight, the, you know, the willpower, the fortitude to say, listen, nah, I ain't just going to go whatever you say. I'm going to go, you know, the unconventional route and do what I got to do. You know, Charlemagne in the same way, man, because we need more of that going forward. And then, you know, and if they can pave that way for me, you and everybody else, then I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. So. But with that being said, 
I got the black light this week, and this one, the black light is for me. It's definitely it's a great story, but it's a it's a throwback name. All right, it's a throwback name that y'all I'm sure are gonna remember, but it's on Warwick Dunn. I don't know if you guys remember that name, listeners, but Warwick Dunn was a uh, a former professional football player. He was actually drafted number twelve by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in uh, 1997. Um, he played for the Buccaneers. Uh, he was actually the offensive rookie that year. So basically, he was like the rookie of the year for the offense. And then he retired in nineteen ninety uh, in two thousand nine. But in the meantime, and during his playing career, so from ninety seven to two thousand nine, this man established what was called the the Warwick Dunn Charities. He established it in two thousand and two. Now the charity worked closely with Habitat for Humanity for Humanities, which, if you follow Habitat for Humanities, they build homes for people for people who need homes. Um, so he ended up, you know, joining with them, had them build houses, had them furnish the house. And he his charity was the actual charity that helped people who needed houses with the down payment so they can actually own the house. Um, to this date, since 1997, work done has, has built, furnished and helped people, 150 people get houses that they can own. One of those people that he actually helped was Deshaun Watson. Now, if anyone knows who Deshaun Watson is, Deshaun Watson is the quarterback for the Houston uh, Texans. And at the time, his family was homeless when he when when he actually um got donated the house. They were homeless. They were living in and out of their cars, in and out of hotels. And Warwick felt that it, by giving people or giving families a stable home, something that they can actually rely on, that that was going to help them both educationally, that was going to also help them going forward in life. Deshaun Watson went on to play football at Clemson before we got, in, got into the NFL, and he's direct proof that his thought that if you give somebody or give a child a a stable home, mm-hmm. this this is what can happen. So I want to definitely just say, you know, I, I – I remember work done. I only remembered him as a player. So when I was, you know, looking this up, I was kind of amazed to see that this guy hasn't gotten the fanfare or the notoriety that he should really have gotten for this because it's not every day can you say that I directly helped 150 people, 150 families basically get off the streets or, you know, help their kids. Like all these things are tied into it. So I wanted to give the shout out this week to Deshaun, um, to, to work done, man, because I think that that is super impressive helping families get houses and helping families, you know, have a stable life, man. So shout out to you, work done. You are the black light this week. Shine on brother. Shine. It's crazy, man. I I had no idea that this dude did all that, man. And, and it's not something that he did for fanfare. He didn't like legit. I mean, he had a a, a rough life. I I was reading that his mom was murdered. Yeah. Um, He, uh, he fights like, yeah, like she, he's fought like depression all his life. Like Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Like he could have gone so many different ways. And for him to go, I mean, to him to make the NFL is impressive enough. But for him to make the NFL and then go ahead and help people who were were in the same situation or worse than you, man, listen, that's 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 pretty fucking impressive, man. So shout out to work, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, I've heard I've heard his story a couple of times. Like I remember reading when he was maybe like two or three years in like that story about like, you know, his moms and, you know, Mm -hmm. everything that he came from. And then after he retired, I heard about the homes 
And then probably last year, I think, you know, yeah, probably like last year or the year before, um, they did a story with Deshaun Watson and work done. So they mm. talked about that. But like, I'm, I'm so glad you decided to shine that light because to your point, man, he was not looking for publicity for mm-hmm. it. Like, they to hunt him down to be like, this is what he's doing. Other than that, you don't hear about that dude. Like, he's not in the news at all. Right. He's doing the work. And that's what it's about, man. Like, you know, doing the work for for its own its own sake, its own reward. That's right. you know to 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 bring the point home, he's from he's from uh, New Orleans. That's where, originally where he's from. So when Katrina happened, this dude uh, at the time was was still playing, or he was just retired from from playing. And so he went around to NFL guys, except uh, to all NFL teams except the Saints, because he wanted the Saints to go ahead and deal with the issues that Katrina had brought. But he was asking them basically to to, to donate five thousand dollars each. He ended up coming home with five million dollars for the people who were down there in New Orleans. To, to help them rebuild their lives and again like it's it's crazy to me that you can do all that and no one knows about it like i was surprised i, I don't remember hearing about that so when i'm researching it and i'm reading it i'm like thinking to myself wow so all the stories that the nfl does on different players and, and things like that why wasn't this one of those one of those things yeah you know so it's it's like i said it's it's crazy that like you know he didn't want fanfare. He didn't want notoriety for it. He just, out of the goodness of his heart, man. So that's why I decided to do him this week, man, because I just think that it's, it's fucking impressive, you know, straight up. So yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, one of the things I guess we want to talk about, mm-hmm. I know Jay is usually the one that comes up with the random questions. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to the random questions. Yes, indeed. I, I actually, uh, I, I do have something. That I just, I just, I wonder about. So, <laughs> especially since you know, y'all are my married brethren. Oh, here we go. So I just, I wonder, is there anything that, and I wish we had some female perspective on this as well, because I'm sure the answers are different, depending, you know, gender based. So you know what that means, all our female listeners out there, you definitely gotta, you know, chime in. Yeah, yep. please, please let give us some responses on this on, uh, you know, Twitter and and on our IG page. Um, is there anything that you're uncomfortable with your partner being better than you at? Mm. Mm. If if my lady could beat me in ball, I'd probably <laughs> like. And I know, like the WNBA players, you know, they got husbands. You know what I mean? They got wives too, but they got husbands. Yeah, a lot of know? wives. You know what I mean? But. <laughs> So I mean, dudes, it's dudes who live with it, you know what I mean? But yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, them videos where they show like people breaking down old people, you know what I'm saying? With the crossover. Like if my wife could do that to me, like, nah, I wouldn't. Like, <laughs> so if you get crossed up by your wife, you might be thinking like, man, listen, <laughs> I ain't talking to you for a minute. I, I, I don't know, man. I think that's a difficult question. Like usually... When you get to that point when you're getting married, usually you're open and honest with with whoever your partner is. So, I guess it. I mean, like, but I mean, I would be a pretty upset if my wife crossed me too. But <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's tough. Ones to see who cooks dinner. Yeah, I mean, it's like like you would want like hopefully you would want that from your spouse. Like you would want your spouse to be great at certain things because that only helps you in the end. So, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I don't 
I guess if she knew more about sports than me, I think I would feel some type of way. Um, I like to pride myself to say, like, she, I've, I've brought her to the sports world. Like, now she knows people's names. So, <laughs> you know, I guess if she knew people's names before me, I would be a little bit thrown off. But then again, I would kind of be attracted to that because it's like, oh, shit, I can talk sports with you. You know, so I, it's, that's a tough question, man. That's a real tough question. You saying you're gonna be wondering like, wait, 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 who who's you telling with that you you be knowing all these niggas? Names? That that's that's the other thought. Yeah, you know the whole lineup. Dog? Like, that's on. the. How do you know about this dude? <laughs> you oh. fucking one of these niggas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting them baller alert texts. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. Right. So that that's it's it's tough, man. But I think, like I said, I think if you if you find someone who's good at something that you may not be good at, that person can only help you. So, you know, don't have that caveman mentality like men are supposed to be better at this and women like, nah, open your mind up and I guess go with it and see see where it leads. That's a that's a very progressive perspective from my brother. And I'm proud of you for that from both of y'all. I just I wonder how reality would test those theories. (laughs) Because and one thing I'm also noticing is that is that (laughs) as you say that both of your examples were physical related, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm. And so, like, to me, I wonder if that has to do with. The mentality that as a uh, you know the male specimen we are supposed to be physically dominant not necessarily dominate them but we are supposed to be physically dominant mm, the yeah. more physical dominant gender let me put it that way you know right. what i mean and so i just want to because one of the things i was thinking about was like i don't know if i'd be cool like I, you know if my girl beat me a ball i i'll be like yo you just a fucking baller that's mm. just great because mm. i know i'm nice with mine <laughs> so like you just you you just gifted you know mm. what i'm saying you young gifted junior right you know what right. i mean but but like one thing I was thinking, if my girl was stronger than me, like I don't know, like if what if your girl could really fuck your shit up, bro? See, like that's it's for me. I'm now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer for Bud because Bud because you guys for all the listeners that don't know, I'm in a wheelchair, so my perspective is so different with that. Like oh, I was I, I I know it. If I wasn't in a wheelchair, I know I'd have a problem with that. Hands right. down. Like, I would be I would be pissed because it's like, nah, like, she ain't going to be fucking me up like that. But <laughs> because I'm in the chair and because you're limited, you're forced to say, you know what? It mm. is what it is. So it changes your whole mindset. It changes your whole mindset. And I'm okay with that now because it's just something physically that I can't I can't change. But mm. I, I know for sure if I if I wasn't in this chair, nigga, it, w- it wouldn't be going down that way. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to hit the gym. Yeah, uh, you know, like, we we would be doing some arm wrestling contests until I won. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like nah, nah, nah. Uh, that, that's, that is crazy. No, Pete, I'm glad you brought that up though, because honestly, in asking this question, I did not even consider that. You mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying just in terms of like the the per, the perspective that you will have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? question because like that is something that you do have to consider you know right. and that and that like strength is one of those things that just get so commonly and stereotypically associated with quote-unquote masculinity right you know in, in the positive sense and shit mm-hmm. but and it, but it's like i don't look at you like nobody should look at you as no less than a man you know what i'm saying like you a husband right. you a father you out here handling your shit so it's like that's neither here nor there right. and so it's just interesting to get your perspective on that because i but like because like i know me 
I, 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 I would be wild, uncomfortable. <laughs> the crazy thing is, like, the world we live in, there's some chicks out here that could rock your shit. <laughs> and I refuse to openly admit, like, yeah, 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 shorty, shorty would get me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, the fact is, <laughs> there's some of these UFC chicks out here that just train for this like <laughs> they dudes. And then also, there's, like, little 15-year-old chicks benching 350 out here. Mm-hmm. No bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, so some niggas is gonna get their jaw rocked by some of these chicks and not know what's coming for them. So, you know, get on your P's and Q's, fellas. Yeah, I mean, hey. it, it's tough, man. Like, let her train you. Right, right. I think as a, a you know, we're all kind of like, in, it's ingrained in our brains that, yeah, like you said, we are supposed to be physically the bigger, dominant, you know, person in the relationship. But that shit would really make you, like, question yourself. Like it's 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 one thing if if if, and that that may be the only woman or only female who can who can take you and that you'll ever encounter in your life, but because she you encountered that you're gonna question everything about your whole life at that point. Right. <laughs> you would question like like um, was I was I this week in my last relationship, or was she stronger like? Everything now is going to come into question because of this one person that you that that maybe she had a lucky day, maybe she's really not you know stronger than you. She just had a great day, and I'm telling you that will fuck your whole life up. Dog. Yeah, that lucky day needs to combine with a terrible day for you. Yeah, because a lucky day can take you down. Like, you still got the work, man. Listen. All I know is 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 like I said, man. That it, when you when when shit is taken away from you physically, and it changes who you are physically. I'm telling you, you look at the whole world differently. Everything yeah. is different. Like your relationship, how you feel about yourself, like all that shit is different, dog. So, Word. I'm the I'm I guess I I but I know for sure if I was if I was physically fit, nah. I'd have a problem with that shit too. I can't do it. <laughs> I'd have a, I have a, a, a serious problem with that shit, man. <laughs> I, I feel you know, and that's why I, I wish I could get some, some more females' perspective on this because the one, like my one female friend that I did ask this question to, her response was something entirely different, and it was an emotional related response. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like all the shit we're talking about is like something physical with her. She was like, "Yeah, I mean, I can't really think of anything, but I think it would bother me, you know, if he he was like, I've been in a situation where the dude was like more sensitive than I was, and like mm-hmm. he was just really nice, mm-hmm. and like he was more nice and more sensitive than I was, and like that really bothered me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, huh. Like for her, it's emotional related. So if somebody is more emotionally intense, and she wasn't calling him a pussy or nothing like that, right? She was just saying that everybody. Yeah, that is what it sound like. <laughs> that is what it sound like. But she wasn't painting that picture. She was just saying like that, and she didn't put that tone on either because you know we can read the sign. Right. <laughs> but so I just wonder if, if like the for the majority of women, it would be something emotionally attached you know see but that brings up a whole bunch of different questions though like so if 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 she felt that way does it it, and i don't know if all females feel this way but i know the the gender role plays a big a big thing in a relationship so with that female who feels like okay yeah you're the man you're supposed to be the rugged tough one and and all these things but in the same sense they kind of want a guy sometimes to tap into that so if they tap into their sensitive side or they tap into a side that they want them to tap into, do they think less of them or do they think, wow, this is the total package? Because he can be protective. He can be the breadwinner, but 
he also knows this side of him. And and does that play a factor going forward? Like, yeah, I got the perfect guy. And listen, I say, honestly, I think relationships in 2020, 2021, they all suffer from that. It was like, men and women have the expectation of their partner that they're super people. Mm. So for the, for the men, it's like, yeah, you gotta be the rock, the protector, the, you know what I mean? The baller, you know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta do all of that. And you gotta be sensitive enough. You painting toenails, you crying at these, like the whole night, like they want all of it, but Mm. you know, that's, that's hard for any one person to be. And then flip side, I think it's the same thing for females. Like they feel like they need to be, you know, chasing a bag and, you know, overly educated and, you know what I mean? Running their own business and also looking like a supermodel and also cooking and cleaning and taking care of kids. And you know what I mean? So I think like both sides have just like wild, unrealistic expectations of any one person. Like, I think you could find some of that in, in, you know, whoever you choose to be with. But, like, to think that one person is going to have all of those qualities that you're looking for, right. I think unrealistic. Jay, as the single guy, right, is that something that you find? Like, when you, when you know, do females, are there ex- or list of expectations too high or too long? From them or from, for them? Well, what they're looking for in you. Um... I, I have, I mean, you know, I, I, I tend, I tend to meet a lot of standards. I ain't gonna lie to you, <laughs> <laughs> but um, nah, like real shit. Like, I, I, I personally, like sincerely, sincerely, I personally have not, at least, really had too much experience. You know what? There is one. Uh-huh. There's one person I've had that experience with, and I can talk about her individually. But on a general scale, I don't have that that sentiment. I think. When when it comes to my personal yeah, experience yeah, yeah. with women, mm-hmm. but I think there is kind of a, a general mindset, mm-hmm. you know, at least, and I see it like on these online dating apps or whatever. When in terms of like what people are looking for, like they do like expect a lot, like mm-hmm. you know, a lot of chicks out here is looking for Superman, and it's like you're not even you know Lois Lane at her worst day, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, what are we? What are we really? What are we really doing? Right. You know what I'm saying? But but I, I I will say I'm sorry somebody car alarm going crazy but um the the one thing you know Jersey City you know that's what it is. <laughs> um but yeah but I, I remember the, the one time I had with it like yeah Shorty was just really unreasonable like she lived in a different mm. a different world and it was it was like I know myself I'm a very practical especially since I'm a tourist like that's our thing like we very practical pragmatic mm. realistic individuals mm. and she was just living on the moon and like asking for standards that you're not even meeting yourself, mm. you know? What I'm and mm. I'm cool if your expectations are something that you rise to on your own, where right. you want to meet a peer, you know what I'm saying? Because I want the same thing for myself, mm. but you can't be, you know, looking for this, that, and the other, and you, you come on, man, like, you, you, my man put, like, my guy put it the best, he was like, yeah, I was dealing with a chick, she had champagne taste on a hooch budget, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, don't be that chick, you can't do that, you mm. can't do that out here. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's tough, man. That, I mean, should should they if if they are if they are questioning or they have certain standards and let's say you know now for you yes that it, this is not going to affect you Jay because you you are your own individual 
So, but for the for for the fellas out there that struggle with, I guess, their individuality and and who they are trying to become or who who they currently are, could you see yourself being with someone who's cool with where they are in life right now and not striving for better? Like, if they're comfortable with whatever it is that they're doing. And they don't want to change themselves, like or or strive for a bigger goal. If you think that they should strive for a bigger goal, is that a problem? I mean, for me, I mean, I know I couldn't be with somebody who had no ambition. Like that's that's dead. Like I just, you know what I mean. Like I've seen how much my parents have sacrificed, where they came from. I mean, I've seen just in general where black people have come from. Like, mm. you don't want better for yourself and your kid. Like, what are you really doing? Mm. You know what I mean? Because to me, like, if that's, if, and, you know, to each their own, you know, some people are, you know, very comfortable where they're at and they just, you know, they're not trying to put that level of stress on their lives. Mm. Or they want to, you know, have something, you know, a little bit more dialed back and, you know, to each their own, like I'm saying. But for me, like, I need somebody, a partner who is, you know, engaged in let's build this together. Let's try to go somewhere. Let's try to do something like even if, you know, and, you know, me, me and my wife have you know experienced this where there's times where, you know, her career is advanced f- faster than mine mm-hmm. and then vice versa. So, like, you know, we're not both going to be progressing all at the same time. But it's like, all right, if, you know, now you need the support from me, okay, I'm here for you to do this. And then, you know, it come back around, you know, okay, now I need your support and, you know, you helping me do this. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's just, I don't know. That, to me, that that's a deal breaker right there. I, I can't deal with a chick with no ambition. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I feel you, bro. I think that's exactly where my my line in the sand is drawn too. Because it's it's one thing like I'm I'm because that that was another question I kind of wanted to halfway post y'all. We'll be covering it right now anyway. Which is like, do you care what a chick does, you know, for a living and how much she makes, like in terms of her success level and all that shit, like professionally? Mm. Because I know for like you know generally speaking, and this is a, a broad generalization, but you know it's understood at least you know actually kind of worldwide societies that like you know women look for a man who is financially stable uh-huh. who can provide that kind of environment for them and you know while some women might differ with that because they might be in certain financial situations where they don't care about that shit or they might be in a situation where they don't have to care but they still care but either way um yeah so so i i think that you got to accept you know people for what they what they want to be in life uh-huh. you know what i'm saying not everybody is going to try to be the boss uh-huh. you know what i'm saying and not everybody is built to be the boss exactly you know what i'm saying but and, and and so some people have accepted their roles in life and i'm i'm cool with the role you play as long as you the fucking shit at that role oh, exactly i want you to be the best at that if you're gonna do it really do it you know what i'm saying and i think that's where that ambition comes into play because that's gonna that's gonna carry over into a lot of other aspects of your life mm-hmm. if you somebody who has no ambition that means you just complacent on a general level mm-hmm. which means like you don't really care about advancing at all mm-hmm. and the type of person i am personally i know and i know we all like that like we trying to accomplish things out here mm-hmm. we trying to make moves yo and there's way too many moves that are possibly in potential made out here to just be sitting on your ass doing nothing and just right. be happy which is like 
lounging around all this and that ain't nothing wrong with downtime and i'm a homebody you know what i'm saying so i ain't shitting on that but like i still want to do things i still have aspirations and i still make moves to make those things happen even when i'm in the crib right. you know yeah. what i'm saying so if you ain't got that drive in you like that means you ain't gonna want to be a good mother probably you know what i'm saying you're gonna be lazy with raising the kids you're right. gonna be lazy with like you know, what's happening around the house or, right. even if you do the house stuff it's like i need to you gotta have some fire in you i gotta see something I hear you, bro. Every day. Just to um, kind of drill down on that point, like one of my um, close homeboys out here, his wife is a teacher. And, you know, that's my sister. You know, we in church and all. But, like, most people would be like, oh, yeah, you know, you settled in a teacher. But, bro, she was teacher of the year in the state. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, like, it's doing it, but then are you really pushing yourself to your maximum? Like being right. like she give her kids 110% every day, year in, year out. So when she go to retire, like she can be good with like, you know, she excelled in what she chose to do. Right. You know, and so like to your point, it's not all about, you know, what you do, but how you do it. Right. Exactly. Now that's, that's, that's facts, man. That definitely is facts. So, that was a good question though, Jay. That shit went so many different so many different ways right there. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. showed that. I'm like, I need to show you that. At least let me see you learning a different word every day. Something. <laughs> show me something, bro. Like anything. Like, I'll take that. But if you ain't doing nothing, just who you are is who you gonna be. Nah. <laughs> so, <laughs> nah, I feel you on that shit. Cause I, I mean, it took it, it, my whole thing is it took me a minute to figure to figure out who I wanted to be. But now that I'm doing it, it's kind of like, all right, you know, all those years that I may have been indecisive, that mm-hmm. is now you can forget about that. That's not who I am. And I and I was thinking to myself like, could Cassie still be with me if I was wasn't trying to do what I'm trying to do? Mm. You know what I'm saying So it's kind of like If I want that She must have wanted the same thing So yeah. I'm glad And it, it, it kind of validates For me at least To to know that the decision that I made To try to change and try to make moves Was the right decision Like now I don't have no doubt Like this was what I'm trying What I was supposed to do And yeah. and you know, the fact that she's there with me Just, just solidifies everything So it's dope that y'all that y'all answer that like that because I don't know if I could do it either. Like if you're just stuck in that rut or you're just not doing nothing. Oh yeah. Yes. And and just and real quick because I don't want to go on this fight. I know we got to wrap up soon, but it's like the thing you just touched on right there. It, it, I got to point out it's not about the destination. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to be your final product right now. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's about that constant effort, like be, have a plan. Cause like you said, Pete, you didn't really know for a while what, what road you want to go down, right. but it wasn't like niggas is just sitting on their ass. It's like you, you, you trying to figure it out. You right. actively are trying to figure it out. Like you've been to school, you know what I'm saying? To taking classes, doing this and that. So it's like you are actively trying. So it's just about active participation right. in Absolutely. your own life. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. But yeah, man, this is this has been this has been a real good uh, episode this week. This is a lot of this is a deep episode. So, you know, if anyone has any deep thoughts or or, or you want to hear something deep, this is definitely the episode for you. Um, shout outs this week. Um, I have just a shout out just for you know, the wife, the kids. Good, you know, they they went back to school this week. So, um, 
you know, just wishing them a good year, hoping that they, they pay attention and stop sleeping in class and, and, and get that education and do what they got to do. Um, you guys got any shout outs? Uh, yeah, definitely. Of course, the wife is always um, a shout out to uh, homie Mike Body. Uh, me and him about to drop a, a single called For the Love uh, pretty soon. So just getting mixed and mastered. So hopefully y'all hear that pretty soon. So, you know, what I mean, always, always getting some new music out there. But uh, shout out to all the listeners across the world. You know, we international now. So appreciate y'all. Just uh, leave a comment, you know, on the IG, on the Twitter. Um, rate and review us. You know what I mean? And, uh, peace and love. Indeed. Um, you know, just shout out to anybody who's actively participating in their own life, really. Mm. You know? And, uh, you know, hi, mommy. And on a, on, a, on a personal note, right? We got to get my, all of our listeners, we got to get my man Jay to, to, to do more music. Hey. Uh, hey. We've we been getting on them. But he, if you follow him on IG, yeah, go take a look, man. It's not, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to because that's my man, right? If you want to listen to some good music, both of my mans right here have good music. Hit them up on Twitter. Hit them up on on IG, man. But we got to get this. We got to get this out here, Jay. We yeah, got to get this out here, bro. Appreciate you, dog. You know it's always good when you you know put something out from the heart and you get that love back. So yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm telling and I'm telling y'all, I'm telling the listeners, this is not because I'm friends with these dudes. All right, if they if this shit was trash, I tell them like, yo, it's all right. Gotta work on it. This shit is not trash. Take a listen. Go out there. IG. What's your IG, Jay? At Mister Jason Bowen six one seven. There you go. What's your ID? Um, IG, bud. Uh, it's B. Everetti. Take a listen, man. Y'all niggas, is, I'm telling you, will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Uh, so, that's my 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 last word for the for the the day for the week. Y'all mm-hmm. be easy this week, man. Don't work too hard. Definitely take a listen to the previous episodes if you want to be a part of, especially last episode, episode ten. We're doing the top five villains. You can definitely hit us up on the IG. You can definitely go ahead and, and put your person in there. I wanted to tell y'all though, someone did comment and say that we needed to have Michael Ely on the list from for Color Girl. So, oh okay, that's something for y'all to think about. And then you know maybe in a couple episodes, whatever, we'll debate if he needs to be on the list, but. Until then, man, good luck to the C's tonight. We're trying to force that game seven. Uh, Until then, we out, though. Y'all be easy. All right.